Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Courtney Robertson, and I was the most notorious villain in Bachelor History. A lot has changed since then. I got married and I'm a mom to two amazing kids. Every week, I'm going to be talking to other reality stars about what happens when the cameras stop rolling and you have to figure out what to do after reality. Hello, welcome back to After Reality. I'm your host, Courtney Robertson. Great episode for you today. It's very timely. I just announced yesterday that we are expecting baby number three. I've been keeping a secret, guys. Girls got to have a few secrets, am I right? But uh, so excited to share the news with everybody. We shared with uh, People Magazine, and we did that for Joaquin and Paloma, and I thought, okay, well, we got to do it for the third as well. We don't want him to someday be like, wait a minute, (laughs) I got the short end of the stick, but my phone's blowing up right now because I just shared the news, and a friend of mine just wrote, oh my God, I'm just finding out you're pregnant via People Magazine, you brat. Just kidding, congrats. So uh, I always like to you know, share with one outlet because in the past I've shared stories like of our engagement or other things just on my social media and then other news outlets pick up that picture and it goes everywhere and then you don't control the narrative and then they bring up the past and they're talking about clickbait articles from my past. So People Magazine is always my go-to. They're super credible and stand up and I just love them. So thanks to them for sharing our news So excited to be having another boy in May. I'm hoping for a Mother's Day baby. Mother's Day is always tough because I lost my mom and it just would be really special. So we're excited. I'm finally feeling a little bit better. The first trimester was a little bit rough and uh, I think I've turned the corner. Knock on wood. Joaquin is so excited. He keeps rubbing and kissing my belly. Paloma doesn't know what's about to happen. She doesn't have uh, middle child energy, but hopefully she falls in line real quick. So today's guest is perfect. She is a mother of three, and I pick her brain about what that transition has been like. She was on The Bachelor, and we dated the same guy, so we have that in common, and she shares something about her season, something that happened on her season that wasn't 
aired. And I was shooketh. I think you guys will be shocked too. So uh, we definitely don't gloss over it. I circle back on it. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. You did what? Yeah, it's some good, uh, some good tea. So others, let's see, what other goings on in the nation are there? Before we jump to our guest, oh, I have to touch on the fact that I, I did hear Wells Adams on another podcast talking about how there's no bad edits. I'm sure you've heard other podcasters talking about it. I would love to get him on to pick his brain about that and give him a couple different scenarios. Hey, look, I never blame the edit either, but I doubt he's ever had a bad edit um, or one that he wasn't happy with. So I just don't agree with that mentality at all. So yeah, Wells, come on. I would love to chat with you about that. And I've been reaching out to Kat Izzo as well. She's a perfect example. Uh, You know, she just posted a long caption a few days ago. She's really been struggling with the online hate. Obviously, she's become the villain of Bachelor in Paradise. So my heart goes out to her. Um, Definitely going to have her back on the podcast to dive into what that experience has been like. But I mean, you can just go through the comments and people are just ruthless. So... Anyway, I'm sorry I'm a little winded. It's the baby. My belly is so big, you guys. It just popped so early this time. Um, But, oh yeah, and then Clayton. I I have to touch on Clayton Eckhart. You know, Dave Neal has been covering the Jane Doe story extensively. I really highly recommend you go check out his YouTube channel and Reality Steve as well. Love those two. And I do feel badly that I haven't really chatted too much about it. There's a couple of reasons I haven't. I would love to get Clayton on to talk to him about it when the time is right. But I live in Arizona and this Jane Doe lives here too. And, you know, she's filing lawsuits against Dave Neal and it's just crazy. And, you know, I just, I always have the saying that you never know how crazy somebody is. Like, I don't want her showing up at my house, keying my car. So, that's why I haven't said a whole lot, but I definitely am in Clayton's corner. I have said that before. Like I said, I don't think this story passes the smell test. I do think it is one of the biggest stories that's ever happened in Bachelor Nation. So I'll talk about that a little bit more another time, but we have a long episode for you today. So let's get to our guest. All right, welcome back to After Reality. Today's guest was on Bachelor Season 22 with Ari Leindyke. She is a mother of three, a rock climber, a crafter, and a thrifter. Oh, love it. It's (laughs) Becca Martinez. Hey, mamas. That was a great intro. I love that. (laughs) I mean, I just had a rock climber, a crafter, and a thrifter. I think that's great. Best intro (laughs) I've ever had. <laughs> I love thrifting and I, I'm like obsessed with like your Instagram and I always see you in the cutest outfits and people are like, where's that dress from? I'm thinking like, it's probably a one of a kind, you know, you probably can't, <laughs> right? Do you get that a lot? Yeah. Or it's like, oh, it's from H&M six years ago. Like it's like either one of those things, right? It's like, oh, it's a one of a kind or it's from like Zara from 2014. It's like one or the other. <laughs> oh, so funny. I have a dress from Urban Outfitters that I know every time I wear it. It's, Where is that from? I'm like, this is like vintage Urban Outfitters. Like, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm 40. I can't shop there anymore. <laughs> well, also, gosh. by the way, I was just thinking as you were doing the intro, I'm like, oh, another thing we have in common is that we both dated Ari Leindyke. So there's also that. I have a funny story for you. <laughs> I know, right? Um, 
Yeah. So I knew about you uh, when he came back. He told me all about you. We were we were still friends and we actually kind of were dating before he left for filming. So that's a whole no way. Yeah. Whole others he came back. He told me about you. He said, there's this girl. And he's like, he actually sent me, I don't know if I saw the receipts, a picture of you. And he's like, no wonder I liked her so much. She looks a lot like you. And there were so many accounts tagging me like you and this girl look so similar, which I loved it. Yes, I was, like, was going to say, I was going to say, I got that too. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I'm like, I'll take it. This girl's adorable. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, he came back and he, he told me pretty much everything. And um, he told so, me about you. No wonder I liked her so much. But I remember him telling me like, you, I liked her so much, but it was the age and, you know, and I, I remember, th- and I remember him saying, like, I think you guys like had a hot tub date and he's like, she's really cool. Like okay. she doesn't shave her legs. And I remember thinking <laughs> like age is not an issue for him. Like I know kind of his dating history. And I was like thinking yeah. like he dates a lot younger. Um <laughs> So yeah, he told me about you and how great he, he, I think that you probably would have gone really far. I think it sounded like he liked you so much. I feel like the that's where the production kind of gets in people's heads. And also I feel like people get nervous about how they're going to be perceived, which I totally understand. And I feel like that was probably part of his concern too, is just like, um, but I, I don't know. I also get it. It's like being in different phases of life. But then the funny thing was, is like less than a year later, I was like pregnant and starting my family. Which <laughs> Becca, I bet you get that but... all the time, don't you? It's like you have yeah. three kids now. So does he. I mean, obviously this is like <laughs> I know. a lifetime ago, which I, love that you watch the show like and you were like I'm gonna go on the show like and I love yeah. I, I listened to you on Ben and Ashley I's podcast there's so much I want to talk to you about that um that you you're just wise beyond your years first of all oh, and yeah and it's wait, just kind of wait I also have to tell you wait I have to tell you because before I forget because the funny thing was is that you I <laughs> Okay, before I actually went on the show to record my friend showed me a bunch of like I hadn't seen I hadn't seen Ben's season. Oh, but then I wondered if he showed had. me No, but my friend showed me like, like YouTube compilations of you and the funny oh. thing was is like both of us no, we were both obsessed. I was like she's so iconic, like she's so funny. I love this. And there's like this have you seen the auto-tune video yes. of you saying like I got the rose? <laughs> okay, so through all of filming, whenever we would have a rose ceremony, I'd be like I got the rose and I'd be swinging my rose around and I just thought it was like the funniest thing ever. So even though I didn't see Ben season, I was a fan of you even <laughs> though you were like cast as the villain or whatever. I was like she is so iconic and I love it oh Becca, so, that is so cool I'm quoting I, you uh, season did they show any of that I don't remember them I think I would have totally you know watched that no, or put it on my no. social no they didn't but that was yeah that was my like quote of the quote of the season I got the rose <laughs> that they need to bring that back god they could always do so many fun words right uh well I hope I so you talked about that you were a fan of the show and you watched the show leading up to it did you and you know I love Game of Roses did you go in with like a strategy at all I mean because I didn't watch before I went on I wish I had a strategy whoops but I mean I know you talked openly about like hey you also realize like if I don't find love I can parlay this into a career which I think is so smart of you to know at that time Yeah. I mean, I think I had just, I had followed other people and I was like, wait a second, like they're quitting their jobs. And then I'd Google (laughs) like, how much can you make like with Instagram advertising? But then like, the funny thing is, is that it, 
I mean, the great thing is I was like, wait, this it's even <laughs> once I got off the show and I basically started my Instagram career, I was like, wait, this is even better than I thought it was going to be. So that part was really nice. But I mean, going into it, I definitely, I think, I, I think I underestimated the amount of realness on the show. Like I definitely thought, oh, I can just, I don't know. I, I just thought that it was, that I wasn't actually going to have any real feelings. And I sort of thought like, oh, well I could, and I, I hadn't watched um, Emily's season with that Ari was on. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know anything about him. And so my thought process was sort of like, oh, I can like play this guy and like make it into the <laughs> final three. And then I'll, and then I'll like break up with, cause no woman has ever broken up with him in the final two. So like, I'll do that. And, and it'll be so funny, whatever. But then very quickly on the show, like within the first week or two, I was like, oh my God, like there's no way that if I didn't have feelings for this person that I would want to like, like string them along and fake it. And like, I would not like, you know, I was like, Oh wait, this is like a real person with real feelings. And I think Ari is a really great guy. And so I felt that on the show and I was like, Oh my God, if I didn't have feelings, there's no way that I would like lie and pretend no way I could like up until the end. But even without that, I was like, I, I, I mean, I really liked him. And I think that even though a lot of people watching the show were like, oh, he's boring. He's so bland, whatever. I think he has like a lot of personality and like just is a very like charming, likable person. So anyway, yeah, that was that was kind of interesting to have my expectations meet the reality of like, oh, wait, real people, real <laughs> feelings, all that kind of thing. Well, Becca, that's really interesting and that you like, and I love, thanks for admitting that because I had the same feeling. Mm-hmm. Like I went into it and I was like, if I don't like him, I'm leaving. And then very yeah. like soon I realized like, obviously I had a hard time with the production side of it. I, to me, there was a lot of fakeness. Like I remember on night one, they're like, go over here and run outside. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing all that shit. Like not my mm-hmm. circus, not my monkeys. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't like mm-hmm. when they said jump, I didn't say how high, although my interviews, like I got the rose, <laughs> I, you know, I shot myself in the foot in so many ways. I was just having mm-hmm. fun. But um, going back to Ari, that's nice of you to say, I remember you around the time he had told me about you. I remember he had reached out to you on Instagram and I love that you kind of put him on blast, which I think that was smart of you to do. Um, I, didn't he like DM you or something? And then flashing back, you shared it with the world. Yeah. And then also it's like, but that part of me was just me being like petty and also being like attention seeking, which, uh, you know, it's like, I think after the show, it was very intoxicating to have like all eyes on me and like to get reactions from people like both online. And even I remember doing, you know, the women tell all or after the final rose. And it was like, definitely very, um, yeah, I don't know. And I think intoxicating is the word to have people being paying attention. And I kind of was like, oh, what's the next thing like I can do? And I was having fun with it. But like looking back on it, I don't know. I don't think I I don't. It's like I don't think I would be I don't know, looking at like the DM he sent, which was pretty harmless, like, haha, that's, you know, funny or whatever. I was like, did I really have to put him on blast? Or was it just me being attention seeking and also partially being up? But then the real part of it was me being upset on behalf of my friend, because I was good friends with Becca and mm-hmm. being like, oh, my God, like, how could he dump her in this way and all that? But the funny thing was, is that my 
um, fiance and I watched the whole season back together. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I first watched the season, knowing that my friend Becca like got heartbroken and knowing how all that went down, I think I watched it with like a certain skewed like vision where I was just pissed off. But it was funny, the two of us watching it back again years later, I was like, oh, like, wow, like Ari and Lauren really had like a special kind of love story together and watching it play out without kind of being all pissed off and whatever I was like oh I I see how all of this happened maybe it didn't play out in the exact way it should but everything does kind of seem like it was meant to be especially seeing now that they're so happily married and have three kids so yeah oh yeah absolutely and I remember reality Steve and I are close and I was like hey this is a tough one for me like I you know like to ask me questions and mm-hmm. he told me everything when he came back he told me about fantasy suites he told me like yeah. probably more than I wanted to hear over sharing yeah. Bef- yeah and before he left he said to me I just realized I was never gonna marry you and um mm-hmm. and then he it, it just was that that's like our own like little story which maybe I'll share someday but I'm so happy for him I've met Lauren I know his family well I went to Indy 500 with him we had a friendship for years uh And like you said, he's got a great personality. I truly think, you know, he used to date multiple people at once and and no judgment there. Um, And I think that the show was really good for him in settling down. And I saw how conflicted he was when he came back. He told me that he was thinking about doing the old switcheroo ski. And I, yeah. And I was like, this is like a lot. And I remember reality Steve saying like, just from you knowing him, like, who do you think he picks? And I was like, I think Becca, just by like looking at them and like watching the show, like if I had to guess, I think he picks her. And then obviously he did the switch. So that's, that's really good of you to like look back on with a different lens now. And, um, you know, that's, I totally get it. Did they, um, ever ask you to do paradise or any other show? Yeah, they did. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know what, you know, what's funny too, is that So when I came, when I got sent home, so that was, I got sent home the week before hometowns when he was back in, yeah, when he was back in LA to do the rose ceremony post hometown. So what that had to be like, maybe a week later, it wasn't very much later. They had me go meet him at his hotel in like wherever that like Lake forest or whatever they had him staying. They had me go and talk to him. And I was kind of like, I asked Elon, I was like, what's the, like, what is the purpose of me like talking to him? Like, what's the, like, I'm not going to like beg him to go back on like the show. Like what, you know, like kind of what do you want me to say? And, um, I don't know. He was just like, well, anything that you want to say to him, and so they didn't end up airing that scene, but it was interesting because I was kind of, I, I sort of had a confrontation type thing with him where I was just like, I felt like you were with all the other women, you were looking to like what would work in the relationship. And with me, you were always looking at what wouldn't work in the relationship. And I felt like I wasn't given like a fair chance uh, at, at having a real relationship with you because you were always focused on like the downsides and the negatives. And so we sort of had that conversation and it was kind of funny because like while I was there visiting him, it was like, um, and then I was leaving and we like kissed and that was like the last time that I saw him, but it was so funny cause they were filming all of that. Wow. And I don't know. 
yeah, it was, it was odd. I think that, and then when I was, I don't know if you ever heard the whole saga of me, uh, trimming on the weed farm and going yes. missing and all yes. that. Yes, oh, I remember but, that, yeah. <laughs> well, while I was literally on this weed farm with like horrible cell service, I w- had a call with Mike Fleiss where he was, uh, we were talking about Bachelorette stuff. And um, that was like an ongoing I, conversation I had. And then, um, and then all the Becca and Lauren switch stuff happened and then that was you know kind of the last I heard of that but um so that was a that was interesting and then although I know they always talk to a bunch of people about the bachelorette wow and you would have been incredible at that and by the way I'm I like really well you would have like you said like I love that you're like oh I could have just come in at the end and like I feel like you would have been like built for that like having watched all the seasons but I have to go back on this this is crazy I I don't know if you've talked about that before the fact and they do that they always like to bring people back but I know Ari really well and I have a feeling he probably was conflicted and wanted to talk to you the fact that he kissed you (laughs) I mean so you've already been sent home I'm not gonna let you gloss over that by the way because I know him so well and and it's weird because like you say there are real feelings and I know Ari is a very affectionate person. Like he's just a close talker. You know, yeah. he is one of those people that kind of just pulls you in. Even he does that even with his girlfriends. Like I, I doubt so yeah, any, yeah, yeah. anymore, but, but that's, yeah. I, I'm surprised that they didn't air that. Oh yeah. It was funny. Cause we were like sitting, holding hands, talking. And he's like, I just don't know what to do tonight for the rose ceremony. And I was like, kind of joking with him. I was like, well, who do you want to take the fantasy suites? Like, that's who you should, that's whoever is the least that you feel that way, send them home. And we were kind of laughing and yeah. And that, it was just, it's, it's so strange. Um, wow, and I, I also kind of wonder, mm-hmm. I, I kind of wonder now looking back, I'm like, if, if I had like, talk to him about like let's give it another shot or whatever like I wonder what would have happened but you know things happen for a reason but now every once in a while I think back like oh what if I hadn't been so prideful and it just been like yeah why don't why don't why don't we try and you actually like give me a chance even though I'm 22 or whatever I don't know it's all it's so many what ifs Oh, well, that's so interesting because I, when I heard that, I was like, yeah, I bet you he was wanting you to probably do that. He has like a pride thing for sure. But uh, I I mean, you're like you said, neither here nor there. But I know mm-hmm. the way he talked about you and then the fact that he had DM'd you. I just know how his mind works. Like, right. you know, I really think that I and the way he talked about you, I really was like, wow, he he liked her so much. He was very conflicted. So that's interesting. I wonder if Ari, uh, yeah. sorry, I wonder if Lauren and, and Becca knew about that because it never aired. I don't know. Um, yeah, and- no, I don't know. The funny thing is, too, watching the season back like Gray, he's watched a lot of seasons of The Bachelor with me now, but he watched it and he was like a mega fan. He's like, I love Ari. He's the best. He was the best bachelor. Like, I love the way he followed his heart. And he's like, Ari and Lauren, greatest love story of all time. Like, it's so funny. And he's always like, do you think if we go to Arizona, like Ari will go golfing with me? Like, I just 100%. I don't think he goes, (laughs) but I'm sure he would honestly water under the bridge if Lauren will let him. I've met them. I've met Lauren a few times. She reminds me a lot of his mom. They seem perfect for each other. Honestly. No, they are. I think they are perfect for each other. Like their senses of humor and all that kind of thing that I, I think that they're a match made in heaven. 
I'm actually well, and I'm the so happy for Becca. I don't know if you stay in touch with her, but I wanted to ask you because on your season, it could have been Peter Kraus. And would, oh. would you have been jazzed for him? He was everybody. Was oh, a I fan of him. Oh, yeah. Everyone was. Oh, yeah. When I auditioned one of my audition photos, because you know how you have to send in like, I don't know, they make you send <laughs> yeah. in like 15 photos of like your hobbies and like you working <laughs> out and like all that kind of thing. Um, I staged this corny photo. I think I posted it years ago. Um, and it was like me painting. And uh, I, I was painting, I think I was like, I think I was like topless wearing overalls or something. And God. I was painting a thing that said like, I hurt Peter. And I was <laughs> so convinced that he was going to be the bachelor. And I was like, thought he was so hot from Rachel's season. So I was, that's who I was gunning for. But in hindsight, I think, honestly, I honestly met him. I met him a couple years later and he uh, was involved with like one of my friends. And honestly, I wasn't like his biggest fan out of, after those interactions. So I'm glad it ended up being Ari and not Peter. And also it was fun because since I knew nothing about Ari, I felt like it was way more organic. Like I wasn't getting in my head. We were actually getting to know each other. I didn't have any preconceived notions of like what kind of person he was. And I thought that that was a cool experience to have on the show. Obviously you had the same with Ben since you had never watched the show before. Yeah, I didn't watch religiously. I had seen like uh, Jillian Harris's a couple here and there. Maybe Ali Fedotowski. I love that she wore Converse. She was like kind of a tomboy. I loved her season. That was the first season I ever watched. I Roberto Martinez. Oh, I thought he was such a dreamboat. And then, you know, you hear stuff through the grapevine. Like I heard, you know, yep. I can't share here, but it sounds like they had a pretty tumultuous breakup. And so I'm yeah. th- I'm curious, did Peter Krause date somebody in Bachelor Nation? You don't have to say names. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, it was definitely. Yeah. And just the way he handled everything with her was like kind of, meh. it just left a bad taste in my mouth. And well, the, yeah, and it was someone like, from my team. Oh, no way. Wow. I, uh-huh. I'm sure I could Google it. I'm sure Reality Steve knows. But there's like so many. I've heard I've had a lot of girls from my season date other guys and some people get some reputations. I dated, other, I mean, I kind of talked to people. Um, I almost did Bachelor Paradise season one. Uh, I'm an oldie, but everybody was DMing oh, there. Yeah. And uh, oh, so yeah. anyway, so now you are a mama three. You've got Ruth. You've got Franklin, by the way, who was born yeah. in my son. Our sons share the same birthday, June 19th. That's so cool. Yeah. And then Ernesto, your new one. And I just, I do love your content. I really, you're just so earthy and airy and down to earth. And, um, but so yeah, congratulations on baby number three. And how are you doing? How are you getting on? How do we find you today? Are you getting some rest? You make it look easy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com You know what? Like, I, I, I maintain even after number three, the hardest shift, I don't know how it was for you, but the hardest shift for me was zero to one more so 100%. than one to two. Oh yeah. Cause you yeah. know what the hell you're doing. You're like, no. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like a fish out of water. And it's so, and yeah, it was just like a big, it was a really big shift. I think also where it was like, okay, suddenly for both of us, like suddenly our lives like revolve around this person's schedule. And, and I, I just wasn't also expecting how not like myself I would feel with like just hormonal shifts and stuff during pregnancy and postpartum. Like I felt like, you know, I just felt, I felt so not like myself and now with the other two pregnancies, I still have experienced the same feelings, like feeling really introverted and like not really wanting to leave the house, you know, and all these different kind of things. But I kind of knew what to expect with my own feelings with the other kids. And with the first, I was just kind of like, ah, what's happening to me? And it, and um, so that was still the hardest for me. But this time around, honestly, I have had just so much support with, we have help with a sitter three days a week. I have my in-laws who only live an hour away and they help a ton. And my mom and my grandma were here for the first week. Like, I guess I just, um, I've felt really supported and I have a couple of really solid mom friends nearby. And so on days when it's just me and the kids, like I hit up my mom friends and be like, let's do a play date. Let's just go to the beach and post up. Or do you want to just come hang in the backyard? And that, that to me has been just so helpful. I mean, you know how it is with kids. It's like, sometimes if you have another friend and their kids around, the kids just play with each other and you guys just get to just sit back and like do your thing. So that's been a lifesaver. Oh gosh. You have a good take on it for sure. And I mean, it just helps break up the day, you know, like you were saying, like the days that you have them solo, like my husband went out of town for the first time for three days and my mother-in-law was supposed to help. I I was like, so looking forward to having like a break in the day. I don't even care what it was. I will literally drive in my car and just like need to get away so I can miss them, which totally happens as well, (laughs) which is like the weirdest thing. Like the the craziest weekend, my daughter is two and terrible twos are real for her right now. She's just, I I think it's because she can't communicate. But anyway, the weekend was so long and they went to school yesterday, both of them, and I couldn't wait for them to go. But then I was like, so excited to see them when they came home. I miss them so much. It's like, do you feel that way, Becca? Oh, totally. (laughs) especially while pregnant with this last one, I was like really weirdly, um, 
Like I, yeah, I would definitely be like, I'm exhausted. I really need a break. And then I remember we went on a trip for my birthday, just me and Gray and a couple of our friends. And I was crying every day missing them. I was just like, they would love it here. Like they would love the beach. Like, oh my God. I was just so emotional. But like the reality would be if they were there with us, like the plane ride would have been like hell. They would have been, you know, like needing to take naps and Gray would have wanted, been wanting to go surfing and I would have been annoyed. Like it just would have been a totally different thing. But of course, the whole time I was crying, just being like, I wish they were here with us. So <laughs> yes, I definitely remember. It's so great. Well, I just feel like you're like a wealth of knowledge and I am, you know, I've already told you offline, I am pregnant with my third and I'm, yeah, I'm so excited. We just found out the sex of the baby and I'm exhausted. So I can totally relate to that. Like at the end of the day, my husband's incredible. I'm like, I just, I can't go any further. Like I need to go get in bed and just kick my feet up for like 30 minutes to an hour, but it's like witching hour. Like everybody's on their worst behavior, but I'm so excited. I wanted to hear about all the things. It sounds like you've like, you know, Ernesto has been a cool customer so far. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And you know what? It's just like, I know what to do too. Like I, I went out to help a friend with her first baby, um, last year. Oh no, 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 no. It was this year. It was literally the morning that I got on the flight to go visit her and her new baby, I took the pregnancy test and found out I was pregnant. So, um, yeah, actually just right after I found out, which was crazy. Cause it was like a week before I was supposed to have my period. So I t- took that test so oh, early and I love taking like pregnancy tests, by the way, oh, isn't that, I, so- I got the cheap one so I could just take them every day. <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, I have the pack of like 200. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like, Yeah. And so I saw like the faintest shadow of a line and I was just like, oh my gosh. But anyway, when I was there, it was funny because my friend had been a nanny for like 10 years and uh, it was her first though. And she just had all those nerves and anxieties of being a first time mom, which I totally experienced myself. But it was so funny because we went out to dinner and it was her first time going out to dinner with the baby. And um, like her, her daughter started getting fussy and she was just kind of like, oh no, like, and it was just funny for me where I was like, okay, let's put on the baby wrap. You know what? I'm going to put her in the wrap. I'll go walk up and down the sidewalk for like five minutes and she's going to fall asleep and I'm going to come right back in and we're going to finish dinner. And it was like that moment I felt really confident going into the third because I was like, oh, I've been here. I've done this and I, I know what I'm doing now. And like, this is just second nature. And so, you know, that's the positive of having like the third or, or after, I feel like even after the second, you're so much more prepared. I'm just like, okay, I know what I'm getting myself into. There's going to be sleep deprivation. It's going to be, I'm going to be touched out, but like, I've done this and I know that this too shall pass and it goes by quickly. So we've got this. And and that was a really like great moment find after finding out I was pregnant to feel like, okay, I like, I know what I'm doing going into this one. Becca, you got to show off your cool mom moves too. Doesn't that feel good to like relieve somebody in that moment when like, I know how that is when you first start going out with the baby and you get instantly so frazzled a little bit, right? You're like, ah, like I just am trying to have a nice night out. And then you got to save the day and I need to get a wrap, by the way, I see you with your cool wraps on and I'm like, I've never really done that very much. And uh, it sounds like that might be a game changer for me so I could strap one on 
Well, the other two oh. are beating the crap out of each other because I'm at that phase right now where they. <laughs> yeah. What's the age gap? What's your exact age gap with each? About but 17 between the three. months. So my son's three and Paloma's about to turn two. And um, I, I I wanted to ask you because I loved you on Ashley and, and Ben's podcast, Ashley I. And you said something that I was like, I, I then I was like, I need to reach out to her. I'd like, even just as a friend, I want to know about this. Because like I said, my daughter has just really been on one. And you talked about kind of sort of letting your kids from the age of like 12 to 18 months, like, work it out on their own. Um, like there, it sounds like your kids are very self entertaining and that definitely comes across on your social media, but I would love any tips that you could give me because my daughter just wants me right now. You know, that it it switches. Like sometimes she just wants dad. Sometimes she just wants mom. And it's not, it's not the issue, but like, she's just fussy. She, I think it's because she can't communicate yet. Right. She doesn't have the words, but like, I want her to like, be more self-entertaining. We can't, I'm like, yep. I can't carry you all day, but if you could break that down for me or give me any sort of tips yeah. to kind of like, is it like a three days where you just let them cry it out and throw themselves on the floor? Right. right. Okay. Well, first of all, did you know that my two, like um, Ruth and Frank, did you know they're 16 months apart? So I oh. like completely relate to that age gap. Yeah. Mine are pretty close like that too. Oh my um, gosh. And, and our son, our sons are born on the same birthday on the same year. Yeah. That's crazy. So yeah, <laughs> mine are, mine are 16 months apart. So I feel like that's a certain set of challenges in and of itself. Cause they're like, they're it's, it's, isn't it weird? Cause it's like, they're so apart in their like mile, you know, in their milestones and behavior. But at the same time, you're like, Oh my gosh, they're like only a little over a year apart. Like they're yeah close but also so far at times oh so Um, you've been exactly through where I've been yes yes um although this last one they're three and a half years apart so that was a totally different experience for me and you'll probably even experience because what the your last two are going to be like two and a half years Uh, I was up in the middle of the night last night trying to do the math and the math wasn't mathing in my brain (laughs) so I'm doing May (laughs) and I was like I gotta ask my husband my husband's a he's the numbers guy you know I think that they're I think you're right though it'll almost be like almost three years then yeah about three years apart because Paloma's two yeah exactly about almost three years apart yeah you'll I feel like that was a big that was a nice change. And you might feel that way. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't have like another baby to take care of. Like they're still little, but they're not another baby. That's a completely different situation. Like with the first two. So I don't know, you might enjoy that, but I, and they're sleeping in, in terms through the of night, way, you know, they're both, oh, yes. which yes, is great. Yes. So that's like, Oh, you know, mm, such, that's a relief. what the kids say. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is definitely a relief, but okay. In terms of what you're asking though, first of all, I just have to plug, um, have you ever read or listened to anything by Janet Lansbury? No, Janet gets into my ear holes. (laughs) (laughs) Janet is, Janet Lansbury is amazing. She has two great books. One is called No Bad Kids and the other one's called um, Elevating Child Care. I haven't read all of No Bad Kids, but Elevating Child Care was a book someone recommended to me when Ruth was a baby. It's very short. I recommend getting it. It's like, I don't know, 50 pages or something like that. It's not you like had a to be at 50 pages. Novel. Yeah. Yeah. No, some parenting books. I bought one called uh, like Sibling 
no sibling rivalry or something <laughs> like that. But it's a 350 page book. And I'm like, oh, I have to read all of this to figure out how, my, <laughs> how to get them not to hate each other. Like, I don't know if I have that time. But um, so with elevating childcare, she basically she there's a short chapter. And she just talked about like, it was kind of a bigger theme of like accepting your child's emotions. So she talks about like, don't try to get your child to stop crying when you leave because it's normal for them to be sad when you go, right? Like that's let them experience that emotion because that's normal for them. That's normal for them. They should be sad when mom or dad is leaving and to, to put aside your discomfort with your child's discomfort and you know, allow them to sit in those emotions and accept it. It's sort of like something like that me and my husband have sort of struggled with sometimes where when one of us is like upset about something, it's sort of our instinct to be like, no, it's okay. Like, that's not what I was trying to do, whatever, whatever. Instead of just being like, you're sad. Like, I'm really sorry that you're sad right now. Like, let me give you a hug because that feels so much better, right? Like from our partner for someone to just be like, you're struggling right now. Like, oh, okay. Hold on one second. I'm going to, I'm going to latch the baby on. Oh, look at this. We baby, got a baby. Oh, guys, we've got a mama in the live. This is inspiring. Look at her podcasting and latching. And now he's, and now he's happy. Okay. You, you can sit with me, but you gotta be quiet. Okay. Okay. So, um, anyway, so in that book, she talks about that that concept of like, you know, uh, being present with your child during them having uh, difficult emotions. But yeah, basically, it's such a fine line with 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 like letting your child be upset with you not wanting to or not having, you know, not not entertaining them. And of course, like we don't want to be like, okay, my child's just sobbing on the floor while I'm like ignoring them and doing chores, right? It's like, it's kind of there's a, there's a line there, but I think for me, I, around that age, like you said, I just started, sort of started practicing being like, you know, if I was engaged doing something, like if I was washing dishes or if I was, um, you know, if I was, if I was in the middle of an activity, then I would just start practicing by being like, no, I can't pick you up right now. Um, or play with you, of course, barring that they weren't hurt or like, you know, needed me really needed me in that moment, if they were just wanting to be held or whatever, I just started practicing being like, no, I can, I will pick you up once I'm done with what I'm doing right now. Um, And, and so you'll have to wait. And yeah, they would be upset and would cry. And I would just say like, you know, I, I know you're sad right now. And it would be like, so basically I started doing that just in small chunks, like a few minutes while I would be finishing an activity. And then once I was done doing the dishes or whatever, then you know, we would go read a book or I'd pick up and hold them or that kind of thing. Um, and so I feel like that's kind of how I started with it. And, and yeah, just sort of like accepting those emotions. And then also, I think it helped to just kind of plan specific time where we were going to sit and like read books together or do an activity together. Um, but that just sort of that basic approach just sort of evolved because yeah, now my kids, I will say, I am, I am very proud to say that they do entertain themselves quite well. And, but even now, you know, they'd be like, Oh, can I come in and watch a show? Or like, Oh, will you do that? And I'll, I don't know. Sometimes I'll say yes. And sometimes I'll just be like, no, 
you got to go find something to do. And they'll be like, oh, I know what to do. And I'll just be like, okay, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't entertain you right now. And I also like, I, I don't know, maybe this is something that is sort of an unpopular opinion, but I only do small chunks of time doing like things with them that I don't like doing like I, I I think a lot of parents feel the same way where they're like oh my gosh I can't play pretend for like two hours with my kids I didn't see oh that was a big one for a oh. while in our house I'm like oh. <laughs> oh that's that's one my kids have not gotten into yet maybe I sh- I was gonna say maybe I should introduce it and then now I'm like oh maybe I shouldn't introduce it yeah how do you set a timer be- on it do you do timers are you like <laughs> right. how do you I mean are they just like yeah, okay, yeah. It's, the party's over <laughs> yeah I think just like I think I'm just, I try to be honest where we'll play and then I'll just be like, okay, I don't really want to like play dolls anymore. I, I'm going to go do something else. Love that. Hey, who knew just being honest, keeping it real. There's something and <laughs> they understand that. Right. And then also like, I, I just like, I'll try to make intentional time to do things that we both like. So I like reading books with them, for instance, or like, I like drawing with them. I like doing that a lot more than um like, playing Barbies or, you know, pretend pirate or whatever. <laughs> um, so I just try to like be, I try to be intentional about doing the time to taking time to do stuff we both enjoy, you know? Um, and yeah, I think that it's just trial and error as you know, with oh, all yeah. things parenting. Oh, exactly. Not stuff. buying toys with like a thousand parts. Oh, the- oh my God. Yes. I know. My mother-in-law is like, look at this amazing ice cream set. I found it has like 180 like ice cream, like different <laughs> ice cream things. I'm like, why would you do that to me? seriously if anyone's listening and maybe you're buying a gift for somebody maybe send it over ahead of time we get gifts and it's like i see him come in the house i'm like panic at the disco there's a thousand parts to that and of course it's like the one thing they want to play with and i'm like ah Courtney, I get stressed like every year before Christmas. Like I know Christmas is coming and I'm like, oh God, here we go. Like an influx of like, I mean, it's wonderful that they have so many people that love them yes. and want to buy them stuff. But Not I'm also complaining, like, but I'm like, maybe <sighs> like an experience. Like last Christmas, Becca was the first time I said, you know what? I would love an experience. Like rather than getting them a bunch of stuff, like, can you get, get us like a membership to the zoo? And oh, that's great. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we didn't go as much as we can. But they say if you go twice, it pays for itself or whatnot. But right. it really, I was like, yeah. yes, this is great. Uh, and speaking of Christmas, I know you talked about you take um, social media breaks, which I love what you do. Are you guys, do you still do that? I mean, you've been killing it with your influencing. And I think that that's like super inspiring because I, really have a love hate with social media. I don't do influencing. I love my podcasting and whatnot, but, um, so you are going to take it. You're going to keep your breaks up. I love it. Yeah. This is going to be a third year in a row. I'm going to do, yeah, I do five weeks from end of December to January. And yeah, honestly, it's like, I mean, and that's my, you know, a big chunk of my career, but I'm like, so I, I don't know. I think that everyone could take a little time off because it's like it brings me uh, back to the real world and my screen time goes down too, of course. Oh, so and do you just like not I'm, even look at Instagram? Is it like, no, I what is that? Yeah, like I delete entail? the app off my phone. Oh, yeah, wow. I delete the app off my phone for that time. And um, 
and I don't use TikTok as much, but I delete that too. And it's so funny because the first couple of days I'll be like going to Yahoo News. Like, you know, I'll be like sitting in the bathroom and be like, what do I have to look at on my phone? Like I find myself in my camera roll, you know, like looking at old videos because I'm like- AOL dial up. How about that? A little old school. (laughs) That is so right. No, that makes sense. But I'm like, like, I'm used to going to my phone for entertainment, you know? So I'm like, um, yeah, I'll look at my own photos, I guess. It's, It's like a funny thing. And then after a few days, then I kind of like and I kind of don't even notice that I don't have it on my phone anymore. And it's always strange to go back after five weeks. Like it's a, it's, yeah, it's a weird transition back. Do you ever get any like cool message? I would be like excited to check the messages and be like, oh my gosh, I have 50, you know, whatever, however many messages. Oh, yeah. oh I think that's like what I'm the worst at on Instagram is because like if I'm posting stories all day, then yeah, I have all these like DM requests and like that's kind of fun. Um, but yeah. And then, yeah, I will go into my messages and, but you know what, then that's, a, that's a thing about social media lately that I have been appreciated, appreciating is like when I focus on the positive stuff from people on social media, like people say such nice things, you know, they'll be like, thank yeah. you of you and the kids, like hope you're doing great, which is kind of weird. Cause I don't know them, but also I'm like, that's so nice to be like receiving love from random people on the internet. Like it kind of, it kind of warms my heart when I like focus on the positive side and not like, you know, the 1% that are just mean weirdos. You know, I, I can be sensitive to, it depends on the day or what I'm feeling or horrible, whatever. But, you know, I agree. Since I started the podcast, I've had so many nice messages and I've got some nasty grams too, but I just like really try to focus on the positive and, you know, people, I'm sure you get this a lot. Thank you for sharing your family with us. Cause some people are, I saw Becca, she's not sharing, um, yeah. her, ba- her baby, yeah. friend, which commend that's, that's cool. But I'm also like, don't you want to share? I'm like dying now. I'm sure I'm like dying to see what that baby looks like. (laughs) But so I feel too when people don't share their kids, I feel weirdly like I want to see their face. Show me their face. But you're just a delight. And have you ever thought about writing a book? I really think that you could. You know, I have thought about it. I know I've I've never read your book, but I've heard many things about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just read the clickbait, the headlines. Well, if you want to write a book ever, hit your girl up. I'll help you uh, with the process and and, and kind of help. Yeah, did you write it yourself? Did you have did you have a ghostwriter? Did you write it yourself? I did. I had a co-author and really highly recommend that. but just as far as if you self-publish, you know, I'd be happy to help you point you in any direction. I think that everybody has a story to tell, whether it be you writing a parenting book or how you met Grayson, which I really would love to hear that story as well. Yeah, no, it's something I was talking about with my managers for for a little bit of time. And but then I was like, oh, damn, this is a lot of work. And then I kind of shelved it because I was just like, "Woo!" I mean, that's you must have put in just like hundreds and hundreds of hours working on it. You know, once we got the book deal from HarperCollins, it was like we had a really short deadline. So I did. I worked on it pretty much every day with my my co-author and it was a lot of fun, really. I mean, mine was like more about my life and my backstory and the bachelor stuff. So and that's a fine dance, too, because there were certain things that I couldn't say. I I don't even think I could use the word bachelor, but um, oh, my God. It felt good to pull off for sure. But I also was like, I need to be vulnerable. Like I need to talk about fantasy suites. Like, so I think that was probably the hardest part for me was like opening up and, you know, I I knew I wanted to like 
not give a PG version. That's just not my personality. Right. I was like, I'm going to tell right. all. If I'm going to tell all, I'm telling right. all. <laughs> but you're, I mean, there's so much that you could do. I think that would be really interesting. You're just a very interesting, almost mysterious person. I'm sure you get that quite oh, often. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I could pick your brain so much more about it, but I am just curious. How did you go about picking a co-author? Like that's something like, how, yeah. How did you find someone who could like help you tell things in your voice? You know what I would recommend? Um, I wrote a chapter, which ended up being the first chapter of my book, which was, you know, you kind of drop people into like the most exciting thing. And then you kind of work back from there. And for me, it was the engagement in Switzerland. And so I wrote that chapter myself. And then I asked around, I started asking some writer friends, some tabloid friends. I was looking for Brandy Glanville's ghostwriter. Um, I liked drinking and tweeting. That's what I would say. Like, if you like the tone of somebody else's book, I would mm -hmm. look for that person. So I was looking That's for her point. and then she had been a, a writer for us weekly. And my, my friend there was like, no, I have the perfect person for you. So I gave her my sample chapter and then I said, show me what you can do with this. And then I, she just built it up and she interviewed me and I, she sent it back to me and I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I needed. Like, you know, just to kind of polish it and cross every, you know, T and dot every I and kind of bump it up like a little humor, a little bit more humor, like things that maybe I wouldn't say. Um, yeah. To, to kind of elevate it. So that's what I would yeah. do. Find somebody that you that like, has is the same that can understand your tone as well. Like, I'm like, I wouldn't say yeah. that. Like that doesn't, that doesn't sound like something I would say. Right, 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 right. That is Okay. That's good advice. That's really cool. Yeah. That's something I would like to undertake one day. And now I'm like, okay, I'm going to go read your book. Cause ah. now I'm curious about, about like everything. I would, and I also I'll send you one. Oh, how about that? You can text Please me do. online and I'd love to send you like a, something that's not a thousand pieces. I, I'm sure you have everything yeah. you need, but I love sending gifts. I think now that I'm a mom, oh, I, like, love I love sending like little things that like, oh, I would love to send you something. So but is that your love language? Are you a gift giver? It is. Yeah. And especially now that. that I'm like a mom, like I love like things that like we use all the time. Like, Oh yes, please do. Oh, I, I love that. Oh, good. I would love that. Well, Becca, I, I just love chatting with you and I really appreciate all the tips. Like I said, I'm going to be a mom of three soon. And yes. oh, oh so I, yes, I just, I love following along with you. And uh, where can people follow along with you? I know you've got a Patreon now with you and Grayson and it sounds like you're like recapping. Obviously, you're watching Bachelor, uh, Golden oh, Bachelor. We're like, yeah, we're all over the place. We're doing the Golden. Oh, okay, then you can go ask politely to share with milk. Um, yeah, we're 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 like doing live watches the Golden Bachelor, which I have to say, I think is so. Are you watching? I think it's so oh, fun. I love it. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think it's great. I'm also like, I love a 45 minute episode. Like I don't need like two hours, two and a half Can we hours. Do that? I wish they would do that for like our show. What? Like they don't they do these like long date card things. It's like, oh shit, they're just on the date. Oh shit. He's on the date yeah. now. <laughs> Cut out all the BS. Yeah. I like, it. I love it anyway. So we're doing that. And then when we're not doing the golden bachelor, we're like all over the freaking place. We're doing like book club reviews and we're doing movie reviews and we're just talking about like whatever we want to talk about. And honestly, we've had so much fun with it because Patreon, I feel like we do feel like we have the permission to just be all over the place and talk about whatever we want. Um, Cause you know, with the podcast, you sort of have like a thing, like you, the thing that you're doing for that podcast. Yeah, we are, we are 
off script and all over the place, which I think is kind of fun. And it's only three bucks. So we try to make it affordable and we're like always putting out content every week. So we're having a blast with that. Um, but then also I'm just Becca on Instagram. That's where I pretty much share everything. And yeah, I just love, I love, I'm, I love sharing our life and I'm glad you enjoy it. Cause honestly, it, I, I've found, I feel like I found much more of a balance with social media and I've really enjoyed, especially this year, just kind of like creating and sharing parts of our life with people. So yeah. Oh, you're open to having more kids, maybe a oh, wedding yeah. in the future, but I'm going to just we'll love Eventually. to have you back another time, maybe once the third baby comes and well, everybody go give Becca a follow. Thank you so much, Becca, for your time and just keep on rocking. Thanks for having me. I love to chat. It's like my favorite thing. And that's our show. Thanks for stopping by. And a huge thanks to Becca Martinez for sharing all of her knowledge. She is just a delight. And stay tuned. We've got some great episodes already recorded. Next week, I'm having Kat and Nat on for Mom Truths Unfiltered. And I've got some great guests scheduled coming up. So until next time, I'm your host, Courtney Robertson. And this has been After Reality. 